0: welcome you to worship this morning at Westminster. It is good to be here with you. As we enter into our time of worship today, I invite you to take two or three deep breaths simply to settle yourself in this place and in this space. Let us now prepare our hearts and minds to worship God. The call to worship this
1: morning is both spoken and sung. The spoken parts are our invitation to worship, and the sung parts are God's response. I hope you'll join me in the song. Come all who are lost and in pain. God calls to you. God, lift us up from our fears and sorrows. Bring us close to you.
2: I will come to you in the silence. I will lift you from all your fear. You will hear my voice. I claim you as my choice. Be still
1: have lost hope, God calls to you. God, lift us up from our hopelessness, that we may see the light of your love.
2: I am hope for all who are hopeless. I am eyes for all who long to see. In the shadow of the night
1: Despair, God is calling your name. Number 166, Lord, who throughout these 40 days.
2: Satan did contend and did the victory.
3: Facebook or YouTube, whether you're worshiping with us sometime in the future. However, whenever you're worshiping with us, special thank you uh, for joining us. We hope you feel uh, as we do one in the spirit and being one in the spirit. Would you join me now in our community prayer? Loving God, as we begin this season of Lent, we may wonder if we are ready for this journey of discipleship. So many things claim our lives, keep us down, and prevent us from feeling prepared to take bold steps in faith. As we consider our readiness for this Lenten journey, help us to remember that Christ is with us in every step. We are not alone. We give you thanks for the ways that Christ lifts us up, our hearts and our spirits, guiding us on the way. Amen. Our prayers continue in quiet. Ever present God, you walk with us through good times and bad, mountain tops and valley deep. Your footsteps are our guide. Your hands are our support. We know that your forgiveness removes our sins as far as the east is from the west. We have knocked and are grateful that you opened the door. Open our hearts and minds to your spirit. Bring us closer to you and to one another. Amen.
4: For the birthday blessing this month. A poem by Mary Oliver, If I Wanted a Boat. I would want a boat, if I wanted a boat, that bounded hard on the waves, that didn't know starboard from port and wouldn't learn, that welcomed dolphins and headed straight for the whales, that when rocks were close, would slide in for a touch or two, that wouldn't keep land in sight and went fast, that leaped into the spray. What kind of life is it always to plan and do, to promise and finish, to wish for the near and the safe? Yes, by the heavens, if I wanted a boat, I would want a boat steer. Now I know this year has been a time when we haven't been in control, we haven't been able to steer, and that's brought real suffering for people, and so I don't downplay that. But I do wish for you in this coming year for the ability to embrace some of the wildness of this life, some of the adventure That comes with challenge to be sure, but also great reward and zeal for living. So may God go with you as you sail, may the Spirit be the wind in your sails, and may Christ be with you at all times. Happy birthday. Welcome to this time of discovery. We're not in the sanctuary right now because we had a little spill in the sanctuary. Some water spilled from one of our sprinklers. So there are blowers in there drying it up and cleaning it up. It's just a little too loud to be in there. So here we are in my study. And I wanted to introduce you to somebody, unless you were with us on Christmas Eve and watched our service, then you will have met him already. His name's Derek. Here he is. Hi, everybody. It's nice to see you. Oh, Derek, it's nice to see you too. I thought I would talk to you today because I was wondering how, uh, how things are going. I know for kids, it's been kind of a tough time. Yeah, it's been tough for sure. Well, Derek, I wonder if you would tell me what's been the hardest part for you? Well, I think for me, it's, it's that you can never really get a break. And where I really want the most is to be able to just have some quiet time by myself. Derek, you know, that's a, that's a really good idea. It is? Well, sure, everybody needs a little space sometime to, to go off and be quiet. Yeah, I, I would really like some quiet. I have to say, my house is really noisy these days between my sister and my parents and Being on Zoom all the time, it's just so noisy and it gives me a headache. I bet it is. Derek, did you know that when I was in preschool, they had a room that was called the quiet room? And the quiet room was a place you could go anytime you needed a break. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely that's right. And in fact, my last day of preschool, I still remember this, I spent a long time in the quiet room because I just needed some space. Wow, I'd like to have a quiet room or maybe a quiet place in my house where I could go. Well, maybe that's something you could ask your parents. You know, in the quiet room, you can just be to yourself or you could draw pictures or you can pray, you can talk to God. You can just talk to God like that? You, you mean God won't mind? God's gotta be busy. Will God mind? Of course God won't mind. In fact, Derek, God would love that. I think God loves to hear our prayers. Even if they're prayers of sadness or confusion, God wants to hear them all. Wow, I think I'll try that. And you know what, Derek? If you watch the Sunday School lesson today, you're going to learn more about uh, Jesus and about going away to pray and the importance of that. Wow, that sounds great. I'll check it out. See you, everybody. It was great to see you, Derek. And it's great to see you. Go now in peace, go now in peace. May the love of God surround you everywhere, everywhere you may go. This is our time of joys and concerns. And as I alluded to in the children's time, we had a concern at the church this week with a a sprinkler being ruptured and uh, spilling some water in the church, which is why we're not recording from there. All is well, and all is well thanks a great deal to many staff members and volunteers who chipped in to make it right. So it's a concern, but it's also a joy that we have such a strong team here that takes care of this beloved church. I invite you if you're watching now uh, on a platform that allows it for you to enter into the comment section, uh, a prayer request that you would like shared with the community. And I'll also make a little bit of room right now, uh, offering some prompts for you to offer your own prayers in your own time and space. So let us enter into a posture of prayer. Gracious God, we do pray for this your beloved community, and we pray first for those areas of concern in our lives, whether they're in our lives, in our families, or loved ones, or in the greater world. We offer as well prayers of gratitude, joy, and celebration for the good things in our life. We pray for hope, and we acknowledge now the things that our hearts are yearning for as individuals and as a people, and we are unafraid to share those hopes now, knowing that perhaps in the sharing, we will help bring them into being. Most of all, we give thanks for the relationships that we have and that support us in this life and the relationship that we are told we always have in you. And so we offer these prayers and all the prayers of our heart over to you in trust. And we now join our voices together and our hearts in offering the prayer
5: Samaritan. This is our first scripture reading, and it comes from Psalm 25. Please listen to what the Spirit is saying to us. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies exult over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed, who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. For my hope is from God. God alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my deliverance and my honor, my mighty rock. My refuge is in God. Trust in God at all times. O people, pour out your heart before God. God is a refuge for us. This is holy wisdom. Holy Word, praise be to God.
0: Our second scripture this reading is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 9 through 15. Listen for what the Spirit may be saying to you through these words. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, with you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent, and believe in the good news. This is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. Now today is the first Sunday in Lent, which is that 40-day season, not counting Sundays, prior to Easter. Now traditionally, Lent is a time of self-reflection, of repentance, as we consider how we might turn away from that which separates us from God and turn toward that which brings us closer to God. Now, Lent is often seen as a rather somber season, one in which we might practice self-denial, you know, giving up something in order to better put our focus on God. Now some, I know, find Lent a little too somber I once read about a congregation who decided to just ignore the Lenten season. The pastor explained, We don't celebrate the season of Lent here. It's just too depressing. An interesting choice. But if ever there was a year to just skip over Lent to ignore it, this would probably be the one. Now I heard someone say recently that it, kind of feels like we've had an entire year of Lent. There has been so much that we've had to give up, that we've had to do without. However, perhaps this year more than ever, it is important to remember that Lent is about more than simply doing without. Now, for me, Lent is all about the journey we journey with Jesus towards Jerusalem. And as we journey, we see what we might learn both from Jesus and from his encounters with a variety of people along the way. On this journey, we examine our own relationship with God, releasing what needs to be released as well as gathering in what needs to be gathered. This year, during the Lenten season, we as a congregation are going to ask ourselves the question, what are we up to? Each Sunday, we will consider all that Jesus is up to as he journeys toward Jerusalem, as well as what he asks us to be up to in his name. So this year, rather than asking ourselves what we are going to give up for Lent, Let us ask ourselves instead, what are we up to in our lives that calls us to be our very best selves as individuals and our best selves as the church? What are we up to? Today, our theme is Come Up which is inspired by Jesus coming up out of the waters of his baptism to hear those words of promise, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. During this Lenten season, how might we come up out of the depths of whatever seeks to keep us down? We have certainly experienced some depths lately, right? The pandemic, economic uncertainty, separation from loved ones, anxiety, an unknown future, the list goes on. Whatever your own depths may be, how might we each come up and hear that promise that we are God's beloved? Now, I can't necessarily answer that question for you. Coming up from whatever holds us down will look different for each one of us. For some, that journey of coming up will be a long one. For others, it's right around the corner. I do know, however, that when we come up out of our depths, God is right there with us, reminding us that we are beloved. Reminding us that God is pleased with us. Now, wouldn't it be nice if this scripture passage from Mark's gospel just ended right there? On that note of hope and promise. Of course, it does not. And what happens immediately after Jesus comes up out of his baptismal waters, the Spirit drives him out into the wilderness. Great. So is that what we can expect as well? You know, we have a glorious spirit-filled moment of hope and joy, and then we are tossed out into the wilderness. You know, as I think about it, that actually sounds about right. Life is rarely a straight line from here to there. You know, instead it's filled with constant ups and downs, highs and lows. In the midst of it all, though, there is a constant. Jesus comes up out of the waters of his baptism, and the Spirit descends on him. Jesus is tempted by Satan and is with the wild beasts, and the angels wait on him. Jesus is never without God's presence, and neither are we. Now, much of this past year has felt like a wilderness time for me. You know, there has been so much that has been so hard. Some of it COVID related, some of it not. You know, just two weeks ago, for example, Cammie and I got word that Mike, one of our treasured friends from Louisiana, had died unexpectedly from a heart attack. You know, this Devastating news came just as I had begun to come up out of my current depths. I had been experiencing a new surge of hope from this COVID vaccine, especially hearing from my parents, hearing from many of you that you had gotten at least your first dose. And then the news of Mike's death brought me right back into the depths. You're here at the church. Just as we began to celebrate the installation of our new solar panels on the sanctuary roof and celebrate the very generous donations from congregants that made those solar panels possible, the installers hit a sprinkler line and flooded the sanctuary up and down, up and down. And yet, the angels continue to wait on us, the Spirit continues to descend on us. You know, the outpouring of love and support that Mike's wife and daughter have received this past week has been awe-inspiring. The way that some of our congregants moved right into action after the sprinkler incident was absolutely amazing. Yes, the angels do wait on us. We. Are not alone in the wilderness. We are not alone in the wilderness. We are also changed in the wilderness. We come up from those depths different. Seminary professor Rodney Hunter points out that in this passage from Mark's Gospel, spirit is shown to be both gentle and dove-like, Yet, also acting with this awesome, disruptive force, descending without warning from a heaven torn apart. This spirit reorients ourselves and our world. And it sets us on a new and perhaps even revolutionary spiritual path. Our encounter with the Spirit while in the depths is transformative and we come up a new people. So what are you going to be up to in Jesus' name this Lenten season? How have your encounters with Spirit this past year transformed you? How might you continue to be transformed each time you come up out of a new depth so as we begin our lenten journey together with all of its ups and downs i want to leave you with a poem from jan richardson it's called beloved is where we begin if you would enter into the wilderness do not begin without a blessing Do not leave without hearing who you are, beloved, named by the one who has traveled this path before you. Do not go without letting it echo in your ears. And if you find it is hard to let it into your heart, do not despair. That is what this journey is for. I cannot promise this blessing will free you from danger, from fear, from hunger or thirst, from the scorching of sun or the fall of the night. But I can tell you that on this path, there will be help. I can tell you that on this way, there will be rest. I can tell you that you will know the strange graces that come to our aid only on a road such as this, that fly to meet us bearing comfort and strength, that come alongside us for no other cause than to lean themselves toward our ear and with their curious insistence whisper our name. Beloved, Beloved, beloved.
3: Amen. Well, I was pulling in this afternoon to the church offices and saw solar panels have gone up on our western-facing roof, and that is a joy to see. Um, I see dryers going on, still trying to dry out the sanctuary, but there is a lot going on in the life of this church, not just in the building, but with the people in our church family, you. Uh, Whether you're joining us on Wednesday mornings for Bible studies or Monday yoga or Tuesday diaper duty, bag lunches, uh, or Wednesday bag lunches, any of those things, or all of them. It is wonderful to find some way of continuing in relationship and community with one another. A couple of opportunities coming up in the near future. On the 23rd, the Women Connecting at 7 o'clock will be having a special guest. Kathleen Dennison will share with us about the I Am presence, and if you don't know what that is, Maybe that is your invitation to find the Zoom link on our website or on the e-news. Also, the Spiritual Life Commission had such a great response after Advent leading up to Christmas uh, with some offerings. They decided to do it again for um, for Lent leading up to Easter, getting my seasons mixed up there. Uh, so March 2nd is when that will begin. Uh, and we'll follow every week after. There will be a special time of prayer. And maybe you're like me, a more visual processor, and it's hard sometimes to pray because it's a lot of auditory, a lot of just words. We will be praying uh, Visio Divina, which is a prayer of images. So, great opportunity to grow in the Spirit, grow in our prayer life there as well. Would you join me in our closing hymn, When We Are Tested?
1: Number 783 is a newer hymn by Hymn Standards with a text written in 1996. There are at least three tunes that have been set to this text that I'm aware of. And I thought in our virtual format, it's probably easiest if we take the most familiar tune. So if you're following along with the score in the bulletin, it might not make sense to you. But using that text, if you sing to the familiar tune Slain, which we know better as Be Thou My Vision, it'll work for you.
2: Tested and wrestle alone, famished for bread when the world offers a stone. No us god by.
0: and now receive the benediction. As you go from this place, know that the love of God, who is our creator, Jesus Christ, our redeemer, the Holy Spirit, our sustainer, goes with you now and always. Amen. Rondo.